Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Howdy. Welcome again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel the Breeze Man. Mike Kapler, the cap, is with me. I'm kind of fighting through something going on in my <clears throat> throat here, Cap, but we'll try to make it through here as we discuss the riches that we have in Christ Jesus, all of this uh, treasure that's been deposited in us. A lot of people sometimes, Cap, don't really uh, take advantage. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they got a mindset about what the Christian life is all about, trying or striving to become a better person, maybe trying to uh, work hard to perform for God or whatever, not realizing that all this stuff has already been deposited in us as a gift. So that's some of the things we have in mind to talk about today as we... uh, talk more about this uh, goodness of God. And by the way, all of our past podcasts, you can find them all archived at growingingrace.org. And I have to stop talking to let you talk now, Cap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, look, we, we did touch briefly last week on, on the inheritance that have, has been given to us uh, through Jesus Christ. We've been placed into, called into fellowship with Jesus Christ. There's a union there. There's a closeness. There's a oneness. We have become partakers of the divine nature. It's already been done for us. And we, you know, when we were talking about inheritance last week, I mean, imagine somebody inheriting millions of dollars, and you may have heard a story similar to this before, but imagine somebody inheriting millions of dollars because um, somebody died and, and left it for them, but they weren't aware that they had received the inheritance. The money stayed in the bank, collecting interest and whatever else happens uh, with that sort of thing. But the person who had received the inheritance, for some reason, just wasn't aware of it and, and went through life just working hard to try to make ends meet and, you know, put food on the table and all that kind of thing, not realizing that they had all of their needs already met. It was just sitting in the bank, millions of dollars. And it's a little bit like that. I hate to use, you know, the, the comparison of money to what we're talking about here, but you referred to it, Joel, and I know you have a verse there you're going to pluck out here pretty soon, but the, the, the riches we've received from Christ, not to be compared exactly to money, but there are, there are some parallels here, because it, it has provided for us with everything that pertains to life and godliness now. We have these things. We're not striving to try to get them. Maybe you've heard this before in church or something where Somebody might be teaching you that the the main focus of the gospel is for us to try to become more like Jesus. I want to tell you here today, if you're new to our podcast, stay with us. This may sound like a blasphemous thing I'm about to say, but the gospel is not about you and me trying to become more like Jesus. The reality is that he has already imparted unto unto us all the things that make up the Godhead, and though all the all the goodness of God has been placed in us through Christ, it already is there. And uh, what was that verse you were going to uh, talk about, Joel, about the riches that we have? Well, I just you know, there's lots of them, but this uh, you know, Paul was talking uh, to the Philippians, and it's uh, a verse that sometimes people use uh, in kind of a uh, a way that 
is talking about us having earthly wealth, but I really think that this is spiritual wealth. He, he just talks about how my, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. The riches that we have in Christ Jesus, all of these things that uh, are taught in the church today that you know people are trying to attain, you know, it's taught that you need to become a better person, you need to try harder, like you were talking about, Cap striving to become a better person, a better Christian, a better this, a better that, trying hard, so hard to live for God when all of these riches have already been deposited in us. And I also think about 2 Corinthians 4, 7, the uh, famous jars of clay verse, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels or in jars of clay that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So this whole living out of the Christian life, the whole declaring of the gospel, letting people know how uh, good God is, the things that God has already deposited in us, all of these riches, it's all there in earthen vessels, weak, easily breakable vessels, to show that it's all of God and not of us. I think we need to realize that, that that is a current reality, that even in our weakness, even when we aren't able to perform the Christian life, we aren't able to do everything that would be, quote, required of us if we were living under the law or living uh, with a performance mindset towards God, but he's done it all. He's deposited it already in us, and that is the treasure uh, that we have and that we, he's given us freely. Yeah, just uh, we were looking in Second Peter one a little bit last week. You know where Paul wrote and said to to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by what by the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Maybe sometime what we ought to go back to is what the gospel is. I mean, mm-hmm. if if we were to sum up what the gospel is, it's a revelation of God's righteousness, God's righteousness, our right standing with God. It's His righteousness in us, and that's how we've obtained this precious faith that Peter is talking about and that we've become partakers of his divine nature, the divine power. And But then he goes on to say, these things that God has placed in you, he has given us all these things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. And then he goes on to list some of these things. Virtue, faith, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, a brotherly kindness, brotherly love. The way it's written here, Joel, some people are going to assume, okay, God gave us this great faith through Jesus Christ, through his righteousness, and now it's up to us to add to our repertoire, to our resume. We're supposed to add these things like brotherly kindness and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and all these things. We're, we're supposed to add these things to that uh, by how we perform, how we live. And, but the truth is, what Peter is saying is you have these things, you, you have all these things that pertain to life and godliness, these are a part of you, these things that I've mentioned, and then he goes on to add these other things like godliness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, brotherly love, and so on. But he says, for, for them who lack these things, they are short-sighted, even to blindness, and have forgotten that they were cleansed from their old sins. So to lack these things would simply be outwardly, they may not be evident, but you do possess them because you and God are in union with one another in Christ. 
it's not, again, it's not just his life in you. His life has become a part of you. And so you, you possess these things, whether they are evident outwardly in your lifestyle or not. But again, it's because sometimes, Joel, people don't understand that they have inherited these things and the money's just sitting in the bank. Right, yeah. I mean, if I'm... If I uh, go back to the whole jars of clay thing, the earthen vessel thing, just knowing that in and of myself, if it weren't for the fact that I died and that the life I live now is Christ in me, uh, I would have no idea how I would ever be able to pull off this thing. (laughs) Diligence, faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and all these things, in and of myself, as just a, a weak earthen vessel, but knowing that it's already been deposited in me, and it's the power of God in me, not me in and of myself that's trying to uh, put all these things together for God, just knowing that God has already done these things, already put them in me, and that I simply can rest in his life that's in me, then that that just makes all the difference in the world as far as uh, my mindset goes, and as far as me trying to figure out how it's all going to be pulled off. I can't do it in and of of myself. It's got to be the power of God in me, and that's exactly what it is, because we did die, and and we were born again. Oh, that reminds me of this other verse, so I'm trying to trying to find it here, but this uh, just the fact that we have been... Yeah, it was, it was Peter, again, in his first epistle. He talks about how we've been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. So the, the whole thing, the whole life that we have in Christ, the whole life that we've been born again into, we've been made alive together with Christ, our life is hidden with Christ, in God. That's what uh, Colossians 3.3 3 says. That whole thing, <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a supernatural life. It's not us trying to get all these things together and, uh, and say, here, here, God, here's my attempts at these things, but it's resting in that God has already deposited this treasure in us, and just simply going to the bank, so to speak, and realizing it's already there, and making those withdrawals. I'm kind of getting a little cheesy there, but just knowing that it's already there. <laughs> I'm having withdrawals. <laughs> Godly withdrawals. I, just, uh, I haven't performed anything good lately. I'm having withdrawals. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and that's it. That's the, we've, we've inherited divine life. That's where we're at. That's a part of who we are now. That's, that's our new identity. Traditional Christianity, religionity, anyway, would teach us what we're trying to become. And that puts people in a place where they, they just don't really understand. They just don't really understand who they are in Christ. They don't understand the victory that they have and the victory that, that Christ won and has uh, provided us with. And so many times we're, we're always looking for the devil around the next corner and and trying to figure out just, you know, if, if God's mad at us or not, or if he's disappointed with us. And I'm, I'm just telling you, as a child of God, he, he is smiling down on you. And regardless of what you think you've done uh, that would try to sever that, I just want to tell you how strong the blood of Jesus Christ is. Because there, there are those who are going to tell you that, well, you know, we are in fellowship with God, but there are some things that you can do that's going to hurt that fellowship and uh, maybe even, you know, discontinue that fellowship. And, and those are just people who don't understand their identity in Christ. Yeah, I mean, if we're one spirit with God, there's nothing that we can do. And it's all by his doing. It's, it's not because we 
stop sinning. It's not because we performed well. It's a gift. And if it was given to us as a gift, if his life was deposited into us as a gift, if we were given eternal life as a gift, all of this through nothing that we've done, in First John it talks about uh, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. John's writing encouraging things to the people because in the old performance-based mentality, maybe a law-based mentality, trying to perform for God, it's uh, a life that's lacking in joy because people can only find that they fall so short. But we have fellowship with God and with his Son, Jesus Christ, not because of our performance, not because of anything that we've done, but it's solely as a gift, and so we can rest in that and uh, be thankful that God has given it to us all as a gift. Well, coming up next week, it's Palm Sunday, and then the week after that, Easter Sunday, of course. And we've got a few thoughts about all of that. It is finished. What does that mean? What is finished? Various things about the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus coming up in the weeks to come here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.